Hello, I'm Hal Lublin. And I'm Mark Gagliardi. Since the dawn of humanity, one issue has gone unsettled. With the fate of the world in the balance, we're here to settle once and for all. Best time travel movie. That's right. Don't worry, everyone. We got this. Podcasts should have a theme song. Podcasts should not have a theme song. Yes, they should. No, they shouldn't. They sound good. Yeah, but people are just going to skip past it. Hmm. You know what? You're right. We got this. It's weird that, that I don't know why that sounded so odd to me. It sounded like you were operating on the word travel way more than time. So it sounded like time travel movie. Really? I did. I said best time travel movie. I know. Just, uh, it just came across that way in, in oh. my brain. So we are to pick the best time travel movie. I love the time travel. I love the movies with the time travel in them. And I will talk. say I do love time travel movies. I do too. It's such a fun, it's like the perfect sci-fi conceit to play with because uh-huh. everybody has a different take on it. Everybody has a different way that it happens. Some do it on purpose. Some it happens accidentally. Sometimes yes. it's magical. Sometimes it's science-based or, you know, science fiction-based. But it's an always it's always interesting to watch time get messed with. Were you always a big time travel fan growing up? Uh, absolutely. I mean, we're, the, the way we're going to do this, just to set everybody up, and thank you to Travis Holland for suggesting it in our Facebook group. It's a very good topic, and I looked at it and was like, why haven't we done this? So that I thought, mm-hmm. maybe I'll travel back in time to 2015, and Ooh. it will be our first episode. But I didn't, because it isn't. Look, if you're traveling back in time to 2015, I have a few suggestions. <laughs> That's true. I got some other stuff I need to do. Yeah. But the way we're going to do this is we're each going to reveal our top five. Yes, we're going to, I think we're between going to us, five choices in. I think between us, we can come up with. We we will have the the winner, the ultimate winner of best time travel movie will be included in one of our lists. And if not, if there's some contenders that we know are huge contenders that we missed, we have our side list. Because Hal and I were saying before this, we're like, okay, there's a million time travel movies. We're each going to make a list of mm-hmm. five. But I know us. And I know that both of us would not put certain huge contenders on our lists going, well, the other guy's going to put it on his list. I want the five slots for my favorites. Yeah. So just in case that happens, we do have some of the, like the ask the crowd version of the greatest of all time. And by the crowd, we mean assorted internet sites. I'll tell you what, I will start because you asked me if I've always loved time travel movies. And I have Mm -hmm. when I was a child, Mm -hmm. a movie came out. That I made my parents take me to see in the theaters eight times. Oh. By the time I hit high school, I, I counted at some point and I, I reached over 25 viewings of it total. So I think I, I know what this is because I know what a fan you are. I still watch it to this day. It is my favorite movie of all time. It is 1985's Back to the Future. Yeah. It, it's you pretty knew great. it had to be a finalist. Of course. It, and, and of course, it's the first one we're talking about. First of all, I love, and I'm not, I don't want you to think I'm disparaging your favorite movie of all time. It has already been deemed by this very show with our guest, Nathan Fillion, to be the greatest trilogy of all time. The True. greatest film trilogy of all time. Yes. Simply for no other reason than The Godfather 3 is not very good. <laughs> but there are some glaring plot holes in this movie. Every time travel movie is going to have a paradox issue. Yes, there is a paradox issue, but also how 
I'm just imagining a dinner one night, the McFly family sitting around mm-hmm. the whole family, you know, teenage Michael J. Fox, teenage uh, Marty McFly, George, the dad, Lorraine, the other two kids whose names I don't remember. They're all sitting around having dinner. And uh, George turns to Lorraine and he's like, hey, honey. Yes, George. You remember this dude from high school who was instrumental in our relationship at the beginning and befriended both of us very closely? Uh, yeah, I, re- I remember that guy. What was his name? Calvin Klein. His name was Calvin Klein. Yeah, how do you forget a guy named Calvin Klein that you went to high school with that yeah, that's, that's, I guess I do remember him. Huh? Yeah. I wonder whatever happened to him. Uh, quick question. Did you ever notice that he looks exactly like our son? You know, it's established by Lorraine's father that they're idiots. <laughs> Parents are probably idiots too. <laughs> I mean, Lorraine, is- if you ever have a kid like that, I'll disown you. <laughs> Aside from the edible connotations within the sure. movie. There's some weird Oedipal stuff in there. But simply the, like, I remember what all of my good friends from high school look like. Yes, but there are also people, there are people who I knew then who may have been very impactful for a short period of time that I would have trouble picking out of a lineup. Sure. And it's also could be like, except that this one, except this one looks exactly like that guy at 16. There are no photos of him in that time except for any that he takes with Doc. So there's no photographic evidence of him. They have to go yeah. off of – and also you look at your child differently. You're, I think you're looking – you're creating <laughs> plot holes at a time I am, Oh, no, 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 movie. no. No, I am not creating plot holes. If you do not recognize like, – like the whole thing in, in time travel movies is – don't change anything. Don't change anything. Change the one yeah. thing you're supposed to go change, but don't change anything else. This sure. guy literally infiltrated his parents. Yes. They have to get together because he throws everything off. Because he saves George from being hit by Lorraine's father. Yeah. And that is how they met. But instead, and, and that led to a life that he was keeping Tom, who got hit by a car. And then she feels bad for him, becomes the Florence Nightingale effect, as Doc Brown says. Mm-hmm. And that leads to, him always being this wounded bird as opposed to Marty ultimately helping him discover his, his inner strength and his confidence. And then he becomes a successful science fiction writer, which is what he wanted to do all along. Look, he follows I his passion. Get I get that. The and movie I is think- flawless, Mark. And how <laughs> dare you? How dare you at the beginning of this time? I wish I could put you in a, in a DeLorean and we could go back to the beginning of this so you could watch what you're doing. And feel uh, terrible about it. That movie is, it is I a don't near feel flawless comedy. It. it is one of the greatest comedies of all time. It is a great, it's a, look, it's a great movie. And the supporting cast is brilliant in it from the, cast the is principal great. to Biff to like everyone is, is firing on all cylinders in this movie. I'm just pointing out a very glaring bit of strangeness. Well, whatever, dude. But I will point out one of the things I love about this are the minor changes. He runs over one of the pines. It goes from the Twin Pines Mall to the Lone Pine Mall. Mm-hmm. The, like, they're just little changes that, that are, that are created because of, he creates little ripples in the timeline without coming back and like all of a sudden dogs can fly. Right. Which is kind of a standard, like, oh, I really, I didn't even, it's the butterfly effect. I don't like know. Like that episode what of The Simpsons with the done. toaster. Yes, exactly. But Back to the Future, that is my first Back to the yes. that is Back my to first the nominee. Is, is absolutely one of yeah. the big guns. What's this. yours, Mark? <laughs> You're so mad at me right now. What's yours? I, I didn't mean to insult your favorite movie. 
I can't wait to make a caca all over your choice. <laughs> all right. I will start with what I think is, I think a real title contender against mm. Back to the Future for this. And that is Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Well done. Also a, uh, an 80s movie, what, 88, 89, whenever it came out? Yeah, uh, yes, 88, I think is the year. So, so much fun that the stars and team one of whom is the biggest, a arguably the biggest star in the world right now, came back to make a, a third one of these just because they're so much dang fun. And I think that it's a perfect little wrapped up package of a movie because it's these guys have a problem. They have to pass a history final. It's such a simple premise. They have to pass a history final. A guy mm-hmm. from the future shows up with a time machine and they go gather characters from history. But tells them that they have to form a band together because they're going to save the world with their music. Yes. So this is an inflection point for, yes. for the entirety that, of creation. That, that is where it becomes like sci-fi timeline. And then there's, you know, the stuff at the end, like, oh, we can break out of the jail and break everyone out of jail if we come back later and help ourselves by pre-sabotaging. And that's mm-hmm. where it gets all very science fiction-y, but the history nerd in me at the core is grab a time machine and go get characters from history and meet them and put them all together and see what happens. And for anyone that hasn't seen the third one, the third one did not make my list for this, but the third one takes that a step further, which I think is brilliant. And it's all of these characters from history have to create history's greatest band. And if you have yeah. not seen this movie, the guitar and harpsichord duet between mm-hmm. Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart and Jimi Hendrix is yeah. one of the coolest time travel scenes I've ever seen. It is a joyful movie. I love the I, the original is another one I saw. I think I saw that in the theater maybe eight to ten times. The first date I ever went on was a double date, mm-hmm. and it was one of the later times that I saw it in the theater was to go see Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Yeah. So I definitely – it's it is a, it is a solid choice. Before we get to your next choice, let me ask you a question. As far as time travel movies go, Ben Acker, friend of the show, friend of ours Mm -hmm. personally and of the show, uh, said something to me once that I, that always kind of stuck. I thought was interesting talking about writing a time travel thing. Mm -hmm. He said, so I go back in time. I'm not going to bore you with the details of it because that's not the important part of a time travel story anyway. And then he continued on from there. And I thought, huh. That's interesting. Do you like a time travel movie where you know the mechanics and the rules? of it or do you like it to just be like you know what i'm suspending disbelief they can travel through time i don't know how it works i think the how is important if you take a movie and this is not one of my five if you take a movie like time cop the means of time travel is important because the job of the time cops is to take find illegal time travelers so right. you have to know sort of how they're doing or it like looper and- it's only the underworld thing yeah. Exactly. So you have to know, I think knowing how you do it is, it is interesting knowing that is this the only person who's traveling through time or is this something that everybody has access to? And now mm-hmm. we have to track that anybody could be from anywhere at any time. I, right. I don't know that I a hundred percent agree with that. I do think there are stories where too much is made out of how even right. with back to the future. It's a joke that it's a DeLorean and it's important, but it, it's, how it actually gets back and forth, they just say, well, the flux capacitor does it and it runs on nuclear energy. But it's a major, on, it's a major plot point 
how it the works. The time machine breaks. Exactly. Well, the so, time machine, and also that they have to get it to 88 miles per hour. So how do they right. do that with a train going off a cliff in the third war? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. and that I, I tend to agree with you on this. I think for something to be, which is funny, I'm looking now at my list of contenders and while time is a concept in it and traveling through time is a concept, it's not necessarily about the mechanics of it. And I do kind of like the mechanics of it being a part of it. If we're choosing the best time travel movie, it would be fun if we understood the means of the time travel. Well, said, what if it's my, it's my turn? <laughs> yeah. What if time travel was accomplished by two means? One, the use of pin particles to shrink yourself down small enough to enter the quantum realm. And two, having a self-guided time-space GPS embedded by Tony Stark so that you know exactly where you're going. And put those together and you get the premise of Avengers Endgame in which the surviving heroes have to go back in time at different points to reacquire all the of their stones. movies. And assemble, yeah, they have to go back to the old movies. I think it's brilliant, number one, in blowing the doors off of what we've been told narratively about time travel, which is that back to the future, don't touch anything, don't mess with anything. And my understanding is that the writers and the Russo brothers actually talked to quantum physicists to get some sense of how it might work. So the idea that when you go back in time, that past becomes your future, which can't be altered by things, you know, the past becomes the present, the present becomes the future. So you can't change things that have already happened. So you're only, yeah. you're, you're creating, and it, and also as a device for, for the Marvel Cinematic Universe as a whole, you're creating branching realities, which gives you a multiverse. So it's just a very smart, I right. love all the time Loki travel stuff. taking a tesseract great. and disappearing. Yeah. You get a lot of, a lot of setup for things, but also just the time travel sequences where each of them goes. It makes Thor the Dark World a better movie. And that's impressive. I think you can ding it because it won't make as much sense without any – like it's Mm. not its own freestanding movie. It requires – It requires you to have seen 22 other movies. Exactly. But I I do think it's so good and so strong and I love the time travel aspect of it that I had to include it here. That's my number two. I think it's great. And the scene with Tilda Swinton and Mm -hmm. uh, Mark Ruffalo where – the Sorceress Supreme and Hulk are talking about and visualizing using that sort of Doctor Strange style of magic. Yes. You have a good visualization of how the time travel, like of the space-time continuum. Yes, in this. and branch realities. Right, which is makes it easier to wrap your head around. On the minus side, I like giving pluses and minus for all of these. I do okay. think this is a wonderful movie. I think one of the minuses is that it requires seeing a lot of other movies. I agree. Which is not bad because I've seen all of those movies multiple times and I just watched Endgame again like a week ago. Like it is, I love, love, love that movie. I don't necessarily think of it as, even though it is, I don't think of it as a time travel movie. I think of it- Time heist. Time heist, which is great. Like the time heist is amazing and it's the bulk of the movie, but I don't think it's the flagship scene of the movie. I think the flagship scene of the movie is the giant battle at the, at the end in the rubble at mm-hmm. the Avengers compound. Sure. But again, that's not a, these aren't disqualifiers. These are just pluses and minuses. Okay. All right. I'll throw my next one in there. Oh, by the way, just to give a minus to Bill and Ted's excellent adventure, there sure, is some cause... humor in it. And especially in Bogus oh, yeah. journey as well. That is, that does not, uh, is not no longer. Okay. It wasn't okay then, but it was flew like our, just our radar wasn't tuned to it. So there's stuff in there that does not hold up. Absolutely. So I just wanted to point that out. Go ahead. What is your yeah. next one? My next one, you know, coming on the heels of saying that I do think we need to 
know how the time travel works is just a personal favorite of mine. Why are hmm. both of mine so far problematic though? Because this is one of it's those birth of a nation, the time travel movie. No, this is, it's a Woody Allen movie and oh boy. Oh, I sleeper. Know, no midnight in Paris. Oh, I love sure. the movie midnight in Paris. It's a very good movie. It's, just because, again, like the history nerd in me, I like to see these characters from a certain time. I don't think it's as strong as Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure because they are all anomalies to each other. Mm-hmm. Whereas in this, Owen Wilson's the only anomaly. But it's just, and I guess really, you know what? No, I'm taking this one out. I'm taking this one out. Wow. I'm plugging it because I'm realizing now, like, it, there's not, I don't know. I don't know. I thought the second I started talking about it, I just really like this movie, but I don't necessarily think that the time travel is what's important. I think the conversation, the time travel is a means to get to this writer, this artist having conversations with Hemingway and Gertrude Stein and the Fitzgeralds. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, and that as an artist, I think is a, a really fun, fascinating idea. I think Corey Stoll is brilliant in it as mm-hmm. Hemingway. I think the women are portrayed horribly generally in it. The a surprise women, from Woody it's a, Allen. Yeah, it's a Woody Allen movie. The two women in his life are either, you know, the object of his affection or the object uh, or the object of his affection or the cause of his headaches. Mm-hmm. Like that's not, that's huh, all right. Um, There's also an I, aspect to Woody Allen movies where they're like, they're just kind of like dry toast. There's something, I, I don't there's know some that, aspect I don't know if I would to each of his that. movies that a little bit is like dry, that a little bit dry toe, even if they're very funny, yeah. even if they're thought provoking. There's a pedantic there's a Michael Sheen aspect. is also hilarious in this movie. Sure. The cast is fantastic. And I have to, I feel like we need to have at least one of Rachel McAdams's movies on this. So you're going to put that, are you going to put it back? Or are you going to, are you going to switch to the time traveler's wife? No, I, well, which is also a, a, heartbreakingly you know i mean she's the thing is rachel (laughs) the thing i love and i read i came across this in my reading for this rachel mcadams has been in four movies about time travel and has never been the one traveling in time are they counting dr strange as one of them dr strange Mm -hmm. the time traveler's wife Mm -hmm. about time and midnight in paris and she has never been the one time traveling she has a type yeah (laughs) She she's loves into, time she's, travelers. She's into time travelers. So Midnight in Paris is out. So now I'm, you need uh, a yeah. new number two. I need a new number two. And I'm going to put one that should, that I think is a contender. It was one of those ones that I was like, this is a contender. We're all, one, if one of us doesn't say it, we're going to put it on the list anyway. So I'm okay. going to take Midnight in Paris out and I'm going to yep. put the Terminator in there. Oh, you took mine. Oh, really? Yeah. And I'm all glad right. you picked it instead of Terminator 2 Judgment Day, which a lot of people mm-hmm. like more. But the premise of, Somebody comes to the, and this is, I mean, if you want to talk about a logic loop, mm-hmm. she, this guy from the future is sent back by his child. <laughs> the guy who's sent back, played by Michael Bean, who does a great yeah. job, and it made Arnold Schwarzenegger a star to a level that he had not achieved before, and he kind of yeah. never looked back. And it made James Cameron a star to a new level. Yeah, it elevated James Cameron. That was the beginning of a of a hot streak for him. Linda Hamilton is fantastic in it, mm-hmm. but it, it originates that the, the time loop that a, that a guy sends his own father back to become his father is a very yeah. weird, like it's a very, it, the, the more you think about a lot of time travel movies, the, 
at, at some point you will find the paradox. This one, the paradox is there. It's pretty heavy and it's kind of yeah. hard to ignore. That said, I would have put it on the list if you hadn't. It yeah. is a kind of a genre standard and it helped kind of inspire a lot of time travel plots that came after it. Mm-hmm. And does it, it remind me to do that? Does it go into the mechanics of how the time travel works? It just like generates like energy and electricity. Yeah, and like that's what I thought. It's, it's just like a, yeah. okay, now he's, so that's a ding against it. Is that it? By the way, uh-huh. the latest term, the last Terminator movie, Dark Fate, mm-hmm. is really fun. Is it good? It is really, really fun. Okay. I really enjoyed it. It had a the lot Terminator of Terminator movies like, are a blast. It was some of that, they're not all great. Some oh, of them are great. harder to watch than others, but this one I was like. I think T2 is a superior movie to the original Terminator, though. I, 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 it's debatable. It's certainly debatable. It's, they're slightly different, but that's like saying Alien and Aliens are the same movie. They're sure. kind of different from one another. Terminator and Terminator 2 are a lot closer, yeah. but Terminator 2 is more of a straight ahead, gigantic action film. There's more of a stalker thriller element to, mm-hmm. or horror element to the original Terminator. Yeah, but the the latest one was clearly made by people who love. Uh, James Cameron was involved in the creative process, and you can tell it was made by people who love Terminator and wanted to make like their sort of love letter to it. So I love that. Yeah, all right, it's my t- it's my turn now. It's your turn. This has won an an episode before. Uh huh. And it's time travel, but it's a short trip because it's, it's the on same my, trip. This is on my list too. Uh, over. So, so we're and counting, over again. Yeah, we're can't. We're this. That's good that these two cancel each other out. Tell the good people of the world what movie I'm we're talking, talking about. about. Groundhog Day. It's such dun, a dun, great movie. Dun, 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 dun. It's a great. It's again maybe a top five comedy of all mm-hmm. time. It's a great performance by Bill Murray. It's really well directed by Harold mm-hmm. Ramis. And it's a simply executed really premise. It's the, the premise is executed perfectly instead yeah. of being a willing time traveler. Although the time traveler's wife is involuntary, but mm-hmm. the, he is trapped in a time loop where he keeps traveling back to the morning when he, every time he goes to sleep or dies. So it's just such a, such an interesting premise that could go a million different ways. The original version of the script, he had already been, he was like, already like living like a guy. He'd already been through it a certain number of times. Palm Springs mm-hmm. actually is kind of the, the spiritual sibling in that yeah. one of them has been time traveling and it is a, it is another fantastic. I almost, I almost put Palm Springs up instead yet. of Groundhog Day. I but. missed it. We, somehow in the middle of COVID, I missed a movie that was actually in drive in theaters for like two weeks. Oh, but you can see it. It's on Netflix, right? It's one of the Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime. And yeah, uh, I am a big Andy Samberg fan and I'm a yes, big Kristen Milioti fan. My if, daughter. If you only know your daughter on Adventure Brothers. Oh, that's right. Yeah. She's, uh, Serena. Serena. If you mm-hmm. don't know the comedy chops of Kristen Milioti. My gosh. She's so, cause she's known primarily for Broadway, specifically for, uh, once, which mm-hmm. is a, a, you know, a powerhouse role, but not a comedy. I've done Gravid Water with her at, uh, UCB. And just live on a stage in an improv show, she is absolutely brilliantly hilarious. She's so great. shout out to Kristen Milioti. I got to see this yes. movie. I'm sorry Palm Springs was not picked. I had to go with the originator just because, again, it's so clever and practically flawless. Groundhog Day, that's my number three. Yeah. Groundhog Day is great. Um, downside of Groundhog Day, we don't get the mechanics. That's kind of the no, only downside. we don't know the why. But, that, but we that's know, We one, don't know the why. That's one where it doesn't matter. 
Like, who knows why it happens? It's, you can presume it's because he was yeah. stuck in his life and had made bad choices. And it was, he wasn't ready to move on from that mm-hmm. day until he, until he got it right, which really meant like giving of himself. Yeah. Like, uh, another movie that's love. not on my list that is a great time is going to decide to teach you a lesson movie is Disney's The Kid starring Bruce Willis and young Spencer <laughs> Breslin. Sure. That movie was a great time. But not your Uh, number three. (laughs) Not my number three. So I'm going to, I'm going to add another movie that does not actually use (laughs) time travel in the HG Wells. I'm going to make a machine and travel through time sense. By the way, brilliant book. I thought about putting that, the the actual, the time machine on here. I don't remember that movie being very good. I watched that movie and I was like, all I remember is one line from it when he's like, don't you have books? And the future people are like, books? Yes, we have books. And he takes them to a dusty room where all the books are falling apart. That I was like, ooh, that's a jarring (laughs) moment. Other than that, that movie is pretty unmemorable. I'm going to throw on a not travel to the past movie, but a travel to the future movie. And the Hmm. travel to the future is very simple. It is cryogenics gone wrong. And I'm going to pick Mike Judge's Idiocracy because I think (laughs) as a piece of satire, Mm -hmm. that movie is fantastic as a satire. uh, It skewers the right targets in the right way. And I can't count the number of times since that movie came out that I've heard people say, oh, my God, it's like we're living in idiocracy. That movie weirdly predicted things that are happening now, and it's scary. But that movie is so funny, and Terry Crews as a former WWE superstar turned president of the United States, just standing on a stage firing a machine gun into the air. Like, yep. And the fact that everybody, all of your information is just on a barcode. Dax Shepard is brilliant in it. Yeah. And yeah, it's... The image of the idea of this movie, for those who don't know, is the world just gets stupider over hundreds of years or American society. It's not really looking at the whole globe is just getting stupider to the point where buildings are held in the like wide shot that establishes it. Buildings are held up with splints and cars that are on inclined on ramps are just driving off of them because the ramp is broken, but nobody seems to know or care. One of my favorite gags from that movie is where his capsule lands mm-hmm. is by a Fuddruckers. And you can see how it gets dumber <laughs> by how like it becomes like it becomes closer to what you think Fuddruckers is trying to say until right. it's just explicitly out there. <laughs> that is a very clever way to, to sort of mark how dumb we are getting. And of course, yeah. Brondo's got what, cl- what plants crave. They try uh-huh. to use sports drinks too i mean yeah they're feeding their plants with gatorade essentially like yeah it's so fun and it's so oh it hurts to watch it now yeah Um, it does by the way mentioning fud ruckers hurts are they closed casualty of the pandemic can i tell you what i've eaten at a fud ruckers a grand total of twice Mm -hmm. and uh I don't know. I, I feel bad for all the people who lost their jobs. Let's put it that way. Sure. I feel bad for the unemployed. Yeah. And that is where, that's, that is where it ends for me. That's fair. 
Uh, so Idiocracy is my next choice on this list. Really, we're just saying time travel movies that we like so that we can eventually get back and decide between Back to the Future and Bill and Ted, right? Is that what's happening? Well, I, possibly. Who okay. knows? I'm going to go with, oh, I have three that I like. One of them is a movie that, that most people don't like. But I think By the way, really this clever. started with we're each going to have three, and then now we're just That's because five. Well, I'm gonna, I have to choose between them. Uh-huh. So I'm going to go with Time Bandits, which okay. is a Terry Gilliam movie. It kicks off his trilogy of imagination, which uh, starts with 1981's Time Bandits, continues in Brazil, 1985, and then finally the adventures of Baron Munchausen in 1988, which I enjoy a great deal. Time Bandits is the bonkers one, right? It is bonkers. It is weird. It's got your Michael Palin, your John Cleese, got Sean Connery, Shelley Duvall, Catherine Helm. Like it's got an amazing cast of actors in it. And this is the one that uh, has maybe the best trailer of all time. I've never seen Time yeah, Bandits. It's, it's bonkers insane. Uh-huh. It, time travel is a huge part of it. Uh, <laughs> because there is a, a, a uh, a map that is central to it. Mm-hmm. They travel all around these ancient Greece, the Napoleonic Wars in Italy. Uh, and there, is there is there a like an active goal in mind for the people traveling through time? Uh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like Ken, that, that's <laughs> Ken. Will you ring in real quick and explain? Ken, everybody. He might not be. He might, oh, he, might not, he might. He may have stepped away. There he is. What am I explaining now? But can you concisely, what's their what's the their goal in Time Bandit? Concisely the the, explain Time Bandits. Concisely, uh, the Time Bandits are uh, a group of people that work for the Supreme Being, mm-hmm. who decide to steal the map of creation and go on time heists and basically steal a bunch of stuff from across time and accidentally during uh, the shenanigans rope in a child who uh, then accompanies them on these time heists as they are being chased continually by the Supreme Being who is actively trying to reclaim the map, while at the same time, Supreme Evil is also trying to lay his hands on the map, as played by David Warner, so he can control the universe. Perfect. Thank That's you, Ken. Time Bandits. Bye. There you go. There's Time I will bandits. watch Time Bandits. Look, I'm on board. for. I'm Team Time Bandits. I, I believe John Cleese plays Robin Hood in it. In a Amazing. very funny scene. And like I said, I love me a travel through history time story. And also, yeah. while we're talking about Terry Gilliam, we haven't mentioned 12 Monkeys yet. Why this one over? Why of the Terry Gilliam time travel movies? Manish Tana. What's Manish Tana mean? Well, Manish Tana Halal is why is this night different from all other nights? As we say during Pesach. Well, good so Pesach say, to you when it happens. Why is this different? Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, well, I'm just curious why you picked that. Because oh, neither of us has mentioned 12 Monkeys, another great uh, movie. But there are a lot of that. I feel like there's I'm a lot a, of that genre of travel through time to accomplish one thing. Like, I like There's time, other stuff that goes uh, around it. But, like, that's why I was asking about that before. Like, Edge of Tomorrow is, is one person who has to use time to accomplish one thing. 12 Monkeys mm-hmm. is uh, Bruce Willis has to use time to accomplish one thing. I mean, even Bill and Ted is using time to accomplish a yeah. thing. They're using time to steal stuff from yeah. history. Yeah, I like that better than... Bandits. 12 Monkeys, to me, I like it, but it feels so 1990s. Like, so... It just... I, I, I just like remember watching it, I was like... Lot, I was like, it's very good, but mm-hmm. I just, for whatever reason, didn't connect with it. And I think it... Yeah. It feels like the fr- like a kind of a classy choice. There's nothing wrong with that. You don't like to, you don't like, like taking the classy choice. No, 
I'm a, right. it's, it's not, right, I'm going to give you my final the one then. You want oh, the, you want the classy choice. I'm going all the way back to Charles Dickens, brother. Oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> Oliver Twist. The thing is, here's what's tough about this one. Yeah. Oliver Twist. Oh, which version? That's the thing. It's best time travel movie, not best time travel story. I don't know why I give one and then I immediately am like, nope, it's not going to be that one. But it's a Christmas Carol. So I'm going to go with whichever, because a Christmas Carol, it's, it is it. He is taken through time, but in this version of time travel, he is, he cannot affect time. That's true. By the way, if you want the best version of a mm-hmm. Christmas Carol, which we already decided, it is Scrooge. Oh, that's right. We did decide that. Yes. The Albert Finney Scrooge, the musical? Is that what we, we landed on? The one from 1970. Oh, I didn't realize that that was what we landed on. Good for yeah, us. The Albert Finney. And good for Albert Finney. Listen to Albert Finney's album. It is bonkers. <laughs> yeah, he was amazing. That's just in life this, advice right there. Yeah. He, no, he made this album in the 70s. Like It's like he got an orchestra. He's like, I've got these books of poems. Will you write songs and then I'll just sort of read, sing them? And it came out as Albert Finney's album. It's bonkers. Oh, I love it. But I, I wanted to give A Christmas Carol a shout out. Uh, yeah, look, you all know A Christmas Carol. It's great. It deals with time. Uh, I don't think it's necessarily the winner specifically because he cannot affect time in any way. So it doesn't have all the tropes of a time travel story or movie. But, you know, I wanted to throw a shout out to, uh, to my boy Charles Dickens. So those are your five. I don't even like. I keep moving them all around. You, you know, you haven't you know written what them my, down? No, no, I have them written down, but I was moving around as I was thinking them. You know what I have? I have Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. That's all. And you thinking. have Back to the Future. I got another one. Here's my number five. All right, a movie I saw machine. multiple hot tub times. Time machine? No, Lord, no. Hot tub time machine is really fun. Specifically, when who is it? Is it Robinson that says it's like we're in a looks to the camera hot tub time machine? Yes, it's very like it's very meta. It's cute. Yeah. Uh, the first one is enjoyable for what it for what it is. I like it fine. Chevy Chase is weird yeah, in it, weird. but that's Chevy. That's our Chevy. Um my number five is is a mashup of sci-fi and comedy. It is the only ensemble comedy in all of the Star Trek films. And that is 1986's Star Trek IV, uh, The Voyage Home, where they have to go back and get humpback whales to stop that weird stone tube from destroying everything. Yeah. A great fish-out-of-water story featuring Kirk Thatcher. Yes. As the punk as on the bus. Punk on the bus who wrote the song, I Hate You. <laughs> uh, but it's such a it's such a fun movie. It's yeah. The cast is great. It's great to see them. It's also won an episode of this show before. It has. It has won an episode of this show before. But I think it's also a fun. It is their version of time travel is very weird where Mm -hmm. they have to slingshot themselves around the sun. Mm -hmm. But then like all of their faces are appearing as like 3D sculptures coming out of this sort of water. And then Mm -hmm. all of a sudden they're there. So I, I kind of like the weird like Dada experimental film that is their their little time travel sequence as well. Even that yeah. feels like they were trying to trying to depart. Same with like motion picture felt like they were trying to depart from the original series and make like this is a darker vision of of what Star Trek is. Star Trek Four goes in a different direction. Like let's stretch the boundaries of Star Trek. We've just and had, make a comedy. Yeah, we've just killed Spock and brought him back. Kirk lost his son. 
we've gotten as dark as we can. Let's just make an ensemble comedy. And it works. It works really well. And it's really, it really fun. It works. It's super fun. I would say, I don't know that it checks all the, it, I think it might check more boxes of beloved character fish out of water story. Like what if these beloved characters from this thing were in our modern times than it does like, I, cause now I keep coming back to the two to contend with being Bill and Ted and back to the future. Like I don't, I, and again, it's a great time travel movie. I don't know that it is the number one time travel movie because I think it is first and foremost a Star Trek movie. And I think we're going to need something that is first and foremost a time travel movie. You know what I mean? Okay. Where time travel is the driving. Yes, they're on a mission in the same way that some of these other sci-fi ones are. They are sent back in time to do one mission, very specific thing, which, yes, is a trope of the time travel movies. I realize I'm talking in circles, but this is our episode on time travel, so we're allowed to talk in circles. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, there you go yeah, yeah i think it I, just it comes it comes down for that i think you've got I, I think that's a great contender i think you have stronger ones on the list i don't think it beats your back to the future that's true by the way the movie that people don't like that i was going to include that i that mm-hmm. made my short list to get into the top five is interstellar with matthew mcconaughey which i actually really really enjoy i think is really fun and interesting and in that it's a race against time but there's a time travel element and these like mm-hmm. weird loops and how physics works and just, I like it. I, I like it. I think it suffered from being like a major, like this is going to change the way you see sci-fi. I feel like mm-hmm. people pinned a lot on it and it, yeah. it, it would have been impossible for it to live up to that. But if you look at it on its own, I think it's a fine movie and an enjoyable watch. Yeah. So let's take a break. We have our two finalists mm-hmm. where they're going to duke it out and we'll find out. Which is the best time travel movie of all time? So don't you time travel through these ads, though. We'll be right back. This episode of We Got This with Mark and Hal is brought to you in part by Fortunato Chocolate. Since 2008, Fortunato Number no. 4 Chocolate has been prized by top chocolatiers and pastry chefs in Michelin-starred restaurants. Made from rare, organically grown heirloom cacao from the jungles of northern Peru, it's never been available to the general public until now. Fortunato Number no. 4 is made by a family company that has direct relationships with over 400 farmers and a socially conscious business model that helps farm families earn more. And it really is this conscience that got Hal and I so excited to team up with Fortunato and we could not be prouder to welcome them into the people of the world. Now, I have tried this chocolate and I gotta say, it is next level. The dark chocolate is tropical and floral and crisp and crumbly, and the milk chocolate is buttery and smooth and silky, and I'm never going to be able to eat any other chocolate for the rest of my life. Thanks for ruining all other chocolates for me, Fortunato. I really feel like I've upped my chocolate game here, and there's no going back. It's available in 36% milk, 47% dark milk, and 68% dark, and sold in 1.1 pound bars with minimal packaging to keep it affordable. Visit Podcast chocolate.com slash we got this i'm so excited this week to talk to you about green chef it's a usda certified organic company that makes eating well easy and affordable with plans to fit every kind of lifestyle it makes staying healthier and on track easier than ever with satisfying home-cooked meals including options for paleo keto and plant-powered diets 
They're quick, easy recipes. You get step-by-step instructions, chef tips, and photos to guide you along to make sure you're doing it right. If you're not the world's most experienced chef, there's no waste, and it's always the perfect amount of food. That's what I've found. Like, that's my favorite thing about Green Chef is when I have it, it's the exact amount of food that I want and need. You can switch up your meal plan whenever you want if you want to try a new way to eat, too. Now, I'm more of a keto paleo guy, so the things that I'm macking on right now are the Italian shrimp and creamy rice, the Southwest pork patties, and the mojito chicken. But enough about me. I want you to start enjoying this food. Go to greenchef.com forward slash we got this 90 and use code we got this 90 to get $90 off, including free shipping. That's greenchef.com forward slash we got this 90 and code we got this 90 for $90 off. Check it out today. And we're back. Look at us playing with time because yeah. we just went right into it. For us, we didn't it was really instantaneous. Stop. For us, it was instantaneous. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's crazy. But when we Make check our, our stopwatch against Einstein's stopwatch, they're a minute apart. <laughs> but for him, it was instantaneous. Yeah. Uh, I don't understand the reference. That's not the winner, <laughs> so I don't understand the reference. <laughs> um, look, these are our two finalists are the original Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure mm-hmm. and Back to the Future. Okay. Give me your, your initial thoughts. I would love for you to execute a time heist and steal infinity stones to try to find a branch reality that exists where Bill and Ted's excellent adventure is a better time travel movie than back to the future. Because I guarantee you, you cannot do it. It does not exist. I, I, it's, you know, I was going to have a discussion with you. We can. No, I just, it's hard. And then you got combative. So now I I feel like I have to just, even though I agree with you, I feel like I have to <laughs> just pick Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure now as obstinately as if this were the dumb pretzel episode. Like just pure obstinance. But you know what? I'm going to be the bigger man in this. <laughs> and I'm going to say, yeah, when I look, I, I wanted to pick, I think that it's going to be one where the time machine itself is an element I think it's going to be one where it's not only drives the plot as it does in both of these movies when it breaks in both of these movies. They have to fix the time machine, you know, mm-hmm. like with gum um, in uh, Bill's head. And if you're looking at the trilogy of Back to the Future, there, there are similarities in this one. Napoleon is the outlier that ha- goes off and has his own adventure. In Back to the Future, it's Biff that is the outlier that steals the DeLorean and goes back and has his own adventure. But that's in part two and also for the sort of outdated references and very outdated jokes in bill and ted i think that it is less of a contender and i can look at a phone booth and i can think it's either a phone booth a time machine or where superman changes clothes right but i can't look at a delorean as anything other than a time machine that's true. I do want to give props to Bill and Ted. No, no, I no. Think, you, you're only one well, to give it props now. What's, <laughs> what is overall great about that movie, which I do love and watched recently. We, we watched Excellent Adventure and Bogus Journey mm-hmm. getting ready for Face the Music, which was, again, we've, we've already talked about how great it is. What I love about Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure is that it is a smart movie disguising itself as a stupid movie. Yeah. Cause it's dumb. The joke, there are dumb jokes in it, like purposely dumb jokes. They're not supposed to be the smartest people, but it does become a history lesson and them learning 
to, to a certain extent, like their place in time, how they all of a sudden go from rescuing Jane Weedlin from, from, uh, getting arrested for leading a fitness class at the mall <laughs> as Joan of oh, Arc. The mall, the mall montage is absolutely brilliant. But they all of a sudden know a ton about every single person, whereas they didn't know, you know, they were calling Socrates Socrates for the yeah. majority of the movie, but then all of a sudden they know everything about Once everyone. They're on stage, yeah. Yeah. You don't see which there's maybe some, there's some disbelief suspending. Look, they're pressure not, performers. I mean, there's not quite the level of disbelief suspending that there is in Back to the Future with, hey, doesn't our teenage son look exactly like the guy that got us together? Oh. Remember when I asked your mom to prom? <laughs> Shut up, Ted. Oh, hey, Missy. I mean, mom. <laughs> also, another thing about Bill and Ted Face the Music that I love is that you've got one of the biggest stars in the world mm-hmm. going back and playing. He's had an incredible career since he made yes. Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. And Absolutely. he is going back and playing this dumb, broad, over-the-top, silly character. Yeah. Just as broadly as he played it back then. And it's a lot of fun. But yeah, I think there's no question as to what the, aside from your bullying, trying to get me to pick it right there at the end. I'm not trying aside, to. Aside, I, from the, aside from the bullying you subjected me to. I was I already establishing, agreed with you that it was Back to the Future. I was establishing how strongly I felt that it was the correct answer. And well, they're look, great. did. I think you established it when at the beginning of this episode, you said, my first choice is my favorite movie of all time. <laughs> but why is it my favorite movie? It's because it is so tightly written and so well executed yeah. as a film. Yeah. And it, look, as you get through the sequels, it doesn't get better, but the second one is a pretty darn good sequel and it, the, and I think Robert Zemeckis has said that he's like, I think it's the perfect sequel because you get everything you liked in the first movie again, but with like a slight twist well, on it. Sure. But that's, that's questionable that's from the director. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I yeah, wonder like, why he uh, loves it. All of my choices are also great. <laughs> yeah. By the way, I'm paying for, I'm paying for a new pool. And can I, with and one can of I my say, checks for this movie? I'm going to say one more thing about Back to the Future that, Please. that is, I think another level, uh, just another minor thing. Mm-hmm. Which is weird that it beats Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure in this, which is a movie about music. It is about a band that will eventually write a song that will save the world. I don't remember any of the songs. I mean, I remember God Gave Rock and Roll to You from the second one. And I don't remember any of the songs from the original Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. But boy, does Back to the Future have one of the greatest soundtracks of all time. All of oh, the Huey the Lewis in the great. news, like the, all the Huey Lewis music that is great. And then you've got his Alan Silvestri's score is fantastic. Alan Silvestri's score, you've got his version of Johnny B. Good and, mm-hmm. and Earth Angel. <laughs> Earth Angel, the band that's, yeah, the, like the music just in that movie. Marvin Berry and the Starlighters, I think is the name of the band. It's your cousin, Marvin Berry. You know that new sound you've been looking for? Well, listen to this. It's so good. Also, the secret MVP of the Back to the Future soundtrack is Lindsey Buckingham's Time Bomb Town, which is the song that's playing when Marty's alarm goes off to tell him to go to the mall parking lot, the Twin Pines Mall, to Uh meet Doc Brown. People of the world, you build a time machine out of a DeLorean? Look, when this podcast reaches 88 miles per hour, you're going to see some serious. And that is the two of us 
correctly selecting. You knew the answer to this when you saw the title. You were here for the journey along the way. Did we mention your favorite time travel movie? No. Are you a frequency head? We didn't mention frequency. Sorry. I like that movie a lot. I don't consider it time travel. I consider that a rift where people are talking to each other over the radio. Now, do they create ripples? Sure. Is it worth watching? Yes. Give it a watch. Why don't you? But it is not the winner. The best time travel movie of all time. This movie has everything. Skateboards, (laughs) dances, a radioactive suit, Christopher Lloyd. Yeah, the best. How? (laughs) Oh, Doc. I'm sorry. I know you're in the middle of an episode, but I've got to talk to you. You've got to come with me right now. Why? What? What is it? Is it me and Mark? What, do we become assholes or something? No, it's not you and Mark. It's your podcast, Hal. You've got to do something about your podcast. Oh, that's long gone. The best time travel movie is Back to the Future, asked and answered. It's long gone. Wait, what? I mean, uh, like, look, it is what it is at this point. <laughs> we're not making a big format change. <laughs> we're not gonna. We're not gonna all of a sudden be fathers to a kid in season six. <laughs> oh man, if I get replaced by Ashton Kutcher, I'm gonna be so upset. <laughs> it's gonna be me that gets replaced. How dare you? By John Cryer. Yeah, you and John Cryer and then Charlie Sheen and Ashton. Yeah. (laughs) We're all going to fight. We're all going to fight. This topic is closed, but there are many more topics to discuss. So please reach out to us on Twitter or you can email us. We got this podcast at gmail.com or talk time travel over at the Facebook group, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash. We got this podcast. Thank you to producer Ken Plume, not only for producing the show, but for his quick summary of time bandits. Thank you to research. We can say to him, he's right here. Thank you. Oh, Plume. Thanks, Ken. Yeah, you're welcome. (laughs) <laughs> researcher Kate McManus, graphic designer Uri Kelman, and QA engineer Jen Alba. And of course, thank you to our musicians, Jonathan Dinerstein and Mike Furman for our score and theme song, respectively. And thanks to you, the people of the world, for giving us a chance to sit down and talk about time travel. And thank you, the people of the world, for giving us a chance to sit down and talk about time travel. And thank you, the people of the world, for giving us a chance to sit down and talk about time travel. And thank you, the people of the world, <laughs> For giving us a chance to sit down and talk about time travel. How help. And thank you, the people of the world. I don't see how long you're going to do this. Forgive. <laughs> Sorry about that time loop, everybody. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. For Hal Loveland, I'm Mark Gagliardi. For Mark Gagliardi, I'm Hal Loveland. Don't worry, everybody. We, we got, got this. Great Scott. We got this. Great Scott. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.